Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again. Hey, what is going on? Hope everyone had an amazing weekend. Welcome to Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. This week's OTC Player of the Week comes to us from the OC Batbusters fifth team as Oklahoma Sooner commit Jocelyn Erickson takes home the weekly honors. Jossie hit 676 with eight doubles, one triple, five home runs, and a whopping 30 RBIs last weekend as they captured the U18 Alliance Fast Pitch Championships. Awesome job, Jossie. Best of luck with the Sooners. I'm sure we're going to be hearing your name a lot more in the coming years. On to this week's guest, and we sat down and chatted with Millsaps College alum and current lead photographer with Athletes Unlimited, Jade Hewitt. Jade has been someone I've been wanting to chat with for a while now, and I'm so happy she found time out of her busy schedule, you know, especially in the middle of the AU season, to come on and chat with us. This was such a great interview. We talked to Jade about her four years playing at Millsaps College, her start in photography in the MPF with Dallas Charge, uh, her time with USA Softball and the 2021 Olympics, and much, much more. Jade was such a pleasure to chat with. I had such a great time talking with her. She is definitely the goat of photography when it comes to her world of softball. You can uh, follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Jade Hewitt Media and check out all her amazing work. Now, with that being said, grab that drink, sit back, relax, because here we go. I got the world in my palm. Lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling. Ain't never felt this freedom. I got the world in my palm. Lights, camera, action, it's on. Ain't never felt this freedom. Could you, could you say that anything goes? Hey, here we go. I am absolutely pumped, privileged, can't think of another P word off the top of my head, but uh, <laughs> to be joined by the goat of photography when it comes to our game of softball, the one, the only Jade Hewitt. Jade, thanks so much for doing this. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. How are things going down in the Windy City today? Oh my goodness. Once, once season begins at Athletes Unlimited, you just, you really buckle up and you just hang on. So Right now we're having a, a rather low key off day, so so things are pretty great up here. Yeah, what it's like, uh, you guys, your off days are few and far between. There are they not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, during the week it's typically just kind of rest and recover, staff included. Um, 
you know, we're obviously not going through quite the physical exertion the players are, but uh, yeah, off days are really nice. Oh yeah. Well, you gotta, <laughs> Hey, I, I seen video of, I mean, you're right in the thick of things there. So, I mean, like you're, you're bouncing off players trying to get the right pitcher, right? <laughs> so it takes a toll on you. Oh, it absolutely does. Yeah. And I'm not, uh, I'm not quite as young as I once was way back then. So, but you know, we're all dealing with it and we're all getting, we're all getting through it just fine. Right on, right on. How's the, uh, how's the crowds been down there this year so far? Crowds have been great. We had, um, a, a lot of people on, uh, on Saturday in particular. Um, and it's just so much fun because, you know, this league started in the middle of COVID with no fans and it's just, fans are so just amazing and vital and, and can completely change, you know, what the, what the game feels like and, and how it goes. So it's been a lot of fun having fans and especially in San Diego, we had a lot of fans mm. and, you know, seeing those post-game moments with autographs and stuff just makes you want to sit in a ball and cry. Cause it's so nice. Yeah. So. yeah no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> oh, you just bringing up AUX there. I, I actually didn't even have this on my thing, but I, uh, I'm going to touch on it right now. How, uh, how was it down in San Diego? Cause I mean that it, the atmosphere looked pretty fun. It was not long enough. I mean, by the time we got there, we were already packing up and leaving. Yeah. Um, it was so fun. It's so beautiful out there. It's such a great city to be in. Um, it was just kind of a fresh reset for everybody, um, to just come in and have a lot of fun and get back in the swing of things and, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, coming from South Louisiana. San Diego is quite a paradise. Yeah, no doubt. We were out there for like three days and I looked at my friend Savannah and I was like, yeah, I get why people live out here. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, I've I've been down, I've been to the West Coast for a couple ball tournaments, you know, a few years ago now. And uh, I totally get the the whole lifestyle down there. I mean, it could get easy to live in that lifestyle for sure. Absolutely. I was like, do we, can, can I just stay here until we go to Chicago? And they were like, no, you have to get out. So, but it was a really enjoyable experience. And uh, yeah, we, we had a, a ton of fun out there. That's awesome. So is AUX going to be a yearly thing now? You know, I'm not entirely sure. I would think that it will, that it would happen again next year. I feel like this first year was really successful. Hmm. Um, but as far as when or where or any of those details, I have no idea, but fingers crossed. I hope so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, we have a little thing that uh, we like to start the podcast with. Uh, I call it quick pitches. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to throw out some random questions to you and sure. uh, Hey, you answer them as best you can. Let's do it. All right. First one. If you had to live off one meal for a week, what is it? Oh man, one meal for a week. Um, acai bowls. What? What is that? I don't know. <laughs> so many other things went through my head before I settled on that. But I, but I, I feel like I'm gonna stick with that answer. What is it? And oh, have you never had an acai bowl before? I. Jade, I have no idea what that is. I'm a Canadian. Oh, look, all I'm going to say right now is you're welcome. Okay. It's, it's basically like if you took a, a smoothie and you put it in a bowl, but then you put like all the fresh toppings on top of it, like fruit and granola and honey and coconut. And oh, wow. It's, it's, a, I look, I'm passionate about a few things in life. I'll tell you both being one of them. So you might not want to get me started. Okay. But. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to put that in my, in my notebook to absolutely try because that sounds you delicious for sure. <laughs> uh, next one, uh, biggest thing you miss at Millsaps College. 
mm, the daily interactions and relationships with my professors. Nice, nice. Uh, what Hogwarts host would you belong to? Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Okay. You know, it's funny. I actually, I went through all the, like, I, of course I've watched all the Harry Potters, but I haven't watched them since probably mid two thousands. Like, well, I guess the last one would have been when 2010 or 11, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So that would, that's about 10 years ago, 11 years ago. And my memory is going. So, uh, but I went back to the house and I was like, well, what one would I be? And I think I'd be Hufflepuff. <laughs> oh, okay. You and Sam Fisher would be in the same house. Yeah. I can tell you probably half the houses for most of the girls here. So, oh, nice. Um, yeah. We're a big Harry Potter community, but, uh, I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely Gryffindor. All right. Good to know. Uh, most memorable moment from your playing career. Oh, um, it's not really a happy, well, I guess I have one, uh, in college, my junior year, I, uh, I had been diagnosed with like bronchitis and like an upper respiratory infection. Mm -hmm. And it was maybe the sickest I've ever been in my life. Um, and so when you're playing, you're not thinking about the game, you're thinking about how sick you are. Uh, and I hit a walk off in the bottom of the seventh and, um, <laughs> dropped around the bases and celebrated and went in the dugout and threw up, um, so that is one of them. And, um, yeah, I'll stick with that one. <laughs> hey, that, that's yeah. different. Then I had to bullpen in between games cause we were a little light on catchers. So, uh, yeah, that was a rough day for me. Oh, that sounds terrible. Having to catch a bullpen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one place in the world you haven't been, but would love to visit. Yosemite. Huh. That was specific. I like it. Well, I'm actually going there in a few months. Um, but if it, if we're going outside of this outside of the states, I'm going to go with uh, Ireland. Good one. Good one. Mine's always Italy. Italy is on my bucket list. I just oh, you have to. It's yeah. so beautiful, so incredible. Yeah. Uh, what show could you binge watch the most? Vikings. Never watched it. I was watching it before this call when I was while I was working. I'll go with uh, yeah, I'll go with Vikings is a is a really good one. Right on. Two more here. Uh, biggest moment of your career to date? Shooting the Olympics. Yeah, I figured that was going to be it. <laughs> That's pretty big. <laughs> we'll definitely be talking about that. So, last one and you're the only one that's probably going to get this and back me up on it. But, uh, who in their right mind drinks milk with seafood? Uh, you know what? <laughs> you, it sends me into a rage. I, she said that. And I, I was like, I, I might have to leave. <laughs> um, it, it's horrifying. And, uh, we still talk about it to this day. And, uh, it's, it's definitely put a strain on our friendship. So. <laughs> For any of our guests listening, it's, former guest uh sam fisher that likes to eat seafood and drink milk with it and i still don't get it and you're right it drives me insane <laughs> yeah um she would not she's not allowed in the state of louisiana they officially banned her. so uh yeah a uh, terrifying moment in our friendship but we're working to get through it oh so. my god i never laughed so hard your, your episode was quality time with her and when you're more or less, I think it was your facial reaction, like saying, What? Disbelief. What are you doing? <laughs> and even, yep. even Kev in the background, Kev's like, Yeah, I know. <laughs> 
you know, they're made for each other and uh, we're going to look past it. But yeah. yes, that was not not a good moment for a South Louisiana girl. Oh, that's great. Great. <laughs> All right, Jade. Uh, as with every guest on the on the podcast here, tell us how uh, how did young little Jade get her start in the game of softball? Uh, I started with T-ball when I was around four, I guess, and um, loved playing ball. I, I played soccer competitively as well, so I would bounce back and forth between the two. Um, I actually wanted to be a professional soccer player way, bo- way before I really committed to softball. Um, uh, and then, you know, just playing in travel ball and, and all-star teams, and which are honestly the, the best days Mm. of playing or, you know, when you're 13 years old at a travel tournament, you know, those days are just, they're unbeatable. Um, so yeah, I just playing travel ball and then eventually playing my four years in college. And, uh, now it's, it's, it's been a wild experience to photographing softball is fine. It's natural. It's what is in my bones, but going into other sports and realizing just how foreign other sports feel to you uh, has been kind of a, a crazy experience. And it makes me even more grateful to come back to softball. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I was, I, I was going to ask you about that actually later on, but hey, you're bringing it up now. So I'm going to ask. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm going to ask it. Like, we can jump all over the place here. Like, it's no problem. <laughs> but uh, yeah, covering the other other sports in AU, how was like, what's that been like having to jump into, you know, sports you're not really familiar with, or I'm assuming you're not familiar with them. No, I'm not familiar with, with them at all. Um, volleyball's the the one I went in knowing the least about, but I honestly don't really know that much more about basketball either. Um, it's really intimidating. Um, not because of anyone else. It's just like, there's a, you feel pressure, you feel intimidated by what you're watching. Cause it's, you're not used to it. Mm. Um, so it's getting a feel for the sport as a whole, because each sport has their own identity and then trying to really get to know the athletes. Um, you know, I don't have eight years of experience with shooting them, you know, I'm just meeting them. So trying to kind of quickly build a rapport and relationships with them is its own challenge. Um, but I love that. I really love that part of the challenge. So, um, I really enjoy that. Um, but then it's just trying, it's trying to learn the game on a fundamental level. I mean, I got to be good friends with some of the volleyball players and I, I had them sending me videos on what is a rotation (laughs) and just asking them the, the absolute basics, you know, what the, equivalent of okay we play three outs and then we switch you know asking them the basics of their sport um so uh it was it's i'm still learning i have a long way to go but uh it was it was a really challenging but a really fun experience overall but that that probably goes a long way with your relationship with them though i mean you know asking for you know you wanting video to try and learn the game that probably you know definitely helps with your relationship with them it's a good yin and yang because I'll ask for a video, but then the next time I talk to him, I'll be like, softball's way better. So <laughs> it really all balances out in the end. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, so uh, back to softball, of course. Uh, love for the game right away? Or was it, you know, something that happened over time? I think it was just a collective over time. I mean, I, I think so much of your experience when you're younger is is who you're surrounded by. And I'm still great friends with some of the girls that I played with when I was eight years old. Um, and then I think it, it was also a 
a bit of self-awareness when you're younger. I think at an early age, I, I like hit my growth spurt early. I, I was self-aware. Like I knew I was bigger and stronger and smarter than the other kids when it came to gameplay, even in, really in soccer as well. And so I think I had a sense of confidence from, you know, like a 10 year old player um, that made me really love the game um, and really kind of stuck with me in those, you know, before you get to high school and before you get to college and all that. Right. Um, but yeah. And, and that was another thing. It, it's so hard to, to, to really put a finger on what, what makes you fall in love with your sport, but just walk stepping out onto a field every day. It, there's nothing that feels more, no place that feels more like home than that, you know? Yeah. Very true. Couldn't agree more <laughs> now. Uh, so like we said earlier, high school travel ball, some of the most memorable moments for a player growing up. What, uh, what were yours like? Um, I, I just remember like really long days at the ballpark and it's kind of like a communal family where one mom is kind of taking responsibility of like all the kids. And, and, uh, my dad was also our coach slash team manager my entire career. Um, so like, yes, he could hit fungo and he could like semi tell you how do you hit the inside pitch, but my dad can whip up a tournament faster than you can microwave a bag of popcorn oh. i mean the man is is like was i mean still but especially back all the years i was playing was so central to softball in south louisiana um and so being able to have my entire career with my dad um you know and and him really taking a lot of other kids under his wing and making it just you know a big family and I, I remember many more moments off the field than I do on the field. You know, we would all the sleepovers and the go, we go out to Chili's all the time and all those kinds of memories, you know, <laughs> they stay with you longer than, than the wins and losses, which sounds unbelievably cheesy, but it is true. Yeah, absolutely. So imagine, uh, Twitter wasn't a thing back when, uh, you were in high school, was it? It definitely wasn't, but <laughs> I, that was, we had a very old Kodak digital camera. So I have some evidence of, of those days and it's not pretty. It's, <laughs> we're just weird kids doing weird, dumb things. And, you know, I guess just being kids. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. There is some evidence. It's just never particularly seen the light. Of day. Right. 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 <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So tell us about, uh, your recruiting process, what, uh, what led to going to Millsaps? I didn't really have a recruiting process, to be honest. Um, my sister went to Millsaps the four years right before me. Oh, okay. Um, and I, you know, I knew, I knew in high school, I was not D one talent. There wasn't, there wasn't a school in Louisiana that I was gonna, you know, maybe I could have walked on or kind of found my way onto a roster. Um, but I knew that I was not going to be able to contribute at, you know, a D one level or anything. So, you know, I, I felt like D three was a good fit and Millsaps was the, a good distance away from home and they had an art program and I enjoyed the campus and it was, you know, I thrived better in a smaller environment, a more personal environment. Um, so I, I'm, I'm not even sure if I applied to other schools. I'm fairly confident. I only applied to Millsaps. Oh, wow. Okay. No, so, yeah, my, my recruiting process was really none. <laughs> right, right, right. No, I'm, I got to ask this. I'm going off the cuff here because you said sure. D, D3 school. I mean, do you find there's a stigma attached 
to you know d3 d2 juco etc not just not just softball but you know most athletics which in my opinion i think is absolute garbage because there's athletes that could 100 be playing d1 but may not that may not be their primary goal correct yeah i i think the stigma honestly comes from parents of girls that are either about to be in the recruiting process or in the recruiting process right if it it really makes me really happy when I, when I go out onto the field and we're in the dugout or whatever, you know, our players, they know that I played and they respect that. There's not, there's not a, I mean, could I go out and play at AU and compete at AU? Absolutely not. I, I'm not that level of talent, right. but in, in the community and with the athletes and with coaches and all that, when you say you played college softball for four years, there's just a level of respect there and, and people don't really care that it was D3. Right. I think, I think that stigma just comes from, you know, people who are intense in the recruiting process um, and, you know, only see D1 or only see the women's college world series with Oklahoma and Texas on TV and think that's the end all be all. Yeah. Um, so I have, I found that I've been just really surrounded by wonderful people that there, there's no stigma there at all um but unfortunately i think you know there definitely can be yeah and i and i find today a lot of it are you know the trolls on social media that are adding yeah. to that yeah absolutely and it's it's really sad because there you know there's so many kids that are only think they're going to go play at a major school and then when that doesn't happen they end up not playing at all right um, they they're not having that collision experience where you could have gone to a d2 or a d3 or nai or a juco and and had a wonderful experience. Um, it just might, you might not end up on ESPN, but is that really why we play the game? You right. know, you could still get a very good education. And exactly. you know, like, I mean, that, that should be the primary goal anyway. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, there's, there's my little rant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what was a typical day for, for you? Like when you were at Millsaps? I feel like I always had 8 a.m. classes, which are just oh, the worst. That's terrible. Um, so, yeah. You know, up early 8 a.m.s. I was a big napper. So I feel like I had a lot of gaps between classes and I could come back and knock out a 30 minute nap like you would not believe. <laughs> um, so there was usually a nap somewhere involved in the day, lunch, middle of the day. And then because I was an art major, we had um, studio courses. So if you were taking a class that was a four hour credit, you would have a one hour class and then you would have a three hour class, which was your studio. Um, and those usually went from one to four. So I would do my studio and then I would haul butt to the locker room, change as fast as I could. And I was usually later, I was usually late down to practice. I think I drove my coach nuts for four years. <laughs> um, but it was a sprint down to practice, usually no training room or anything like that because there wasn't time. Right. Um, we would practice. We would get up. We would run up to go try and make the calf before it closed. Um, and then I would go straight from dinner to the library where I worked in the library until 9 or 10 or something at night. And then, you know, the day kind of repeats. <laughs> Holy cow, those are long days. <laughs> Yeah. The library job was so cool and I absolutely loved it. Um, so yeah, the days could definitely, could definitely be long. It was, I'm telling you that nap in the middle of the day is key. <laughs> no, 100%, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> so what was, uh, what was campus life like there? Was it like 
you guys had a football program as well. Did you not? We did. We had a football program. Um, I mean, the, the amount of students on campus is like maybe 1100 or 1200. Um, and I think some crazy stat, like half of us were athletes and half of us were Greek. Um, Greek. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We had, we had four, four, five fraternities and four sororities, I think. Um, I was actually, I was actually a tridel, um, which still kind of makes me laugh when I look back on my college life. But, um, yeah, I really wasn't super into, to like campus life and being out and all that kind of stuff. I was more of a hang with your teammates, play Mario Kart or go, go in the art department and work on my art and paint on a Friday night or something really lame like that. Yeah. So you can't beat Mario Kart either. What a game. Yeah. You really, we actually had the, the hallway my senior year, Cause you know, the dorms were co-ed and somehow we were on a hall that was all boys and then us and all of them played baseball. And there were like four suites in the hallway that all had N64s and Mario Kart. No way. So it was constant, constant yelling out of our floor <laughs> because people are playing Mario Kart. And you know, that's, that's a point of pride when you play <laughs> Mario Kart because it gets competitive. So Absolutely. yeah, definitely had some fun nights fun nights uh, in the dorms playing Mario Kart. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> now, did you know when you graduated in 2012 that video and photography, you know, was going to be your career path, uh, you know, from a sporting side of it, or did that uh, play out in New Orleans? And just wait, before you answer that, it took all my power to say New Orleans, because being from Canada, I always say New Orleans. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> Well done. Well done. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I knew I wanted to do photo and video. When I graduated college, I'm not when I graduated undergrad, I'm not entirely sure that I was super dead set on it being in sports because I did go into film school. When I was in film school for grad school, that was when I I knew I didn't want to live the film life that I wanted to be back in sports. So uh, but, but film school was still a wonderful experience and I learned a lot. I just knew that I did not want to be, you know, on the film set life. Right. Yeah. I imagine some of the stuff you took from film school would definitely help you right now. Would they not? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, everything from just the basics on, on how does a camera operate to having influences and watching films and, and merging, you know, what inspires you and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Right. So using all that today. Right on. So <laughs> how did the opportunity with Dallas charge come about in 2015? Um, I called and begged. Uh, oh. <laughs> it was, so I was still in grad school at the time, but um, you know, you have your summers open and, and no one is shooting their student films over the summer. So my summer was wide open and I, I saw that there was a protein um, the, the, the major thing that, that allowed that all to happen was that my best friend from undergrad that was on the team with me, her and her family lived in Dallas. So I knew they let me stay there the entire summer in her old room. Um, and so that really was another reason where I was so gung ho. Cause I was like, look, I have somewhere to stay, you know, please just hire me. Like, I really want to be there. Um, and then they, they were advertising for interns and that's when, that's when, you know, i I reached out and they said, okay, great. You're the only media intern. Have fun. 
<laughs> and it all kind of, which is literally quite literally how it started. I mean, I was the only one and I came with a three page document of ideas that I wanted to do. And I showed it to our general manager and he handed it back to me and he was like, great, send it to me when you're done. And that was it. And off we went. Wow. So how was the, it was unbelievable? How was, yeah, I yeah. don't think it'll ever happen again. Like, like how was the, like that initial, you know, jumping into seeing the pro side of the game. That must've been, you know, pretty cool. It was amazing. I, I had only been to like a, maybe one or two pro or all-star games. Um, and so I was very excited to be there, but the, the players in the team were what made the entire experience because no one cared that I was an intern. They were all just so excited to be on that journey for themselves and to have media and content um, that the, the players absolutely laid my foundation. And, and that's, that's why I'm here right now was because of that first summer and the positivity and encouragement that they had was just, uh, it was magical. And, and it really, really set me up for success, you know, later on in my career. Right on. That's awesome. Who would have been on yeah. that? Uh, who was on that? Was was Ashley on that team? She was with Dallas, wasn't she? Ashley Burkhart? Burkhart? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she definitely was. Oh, right was on. Unbelievable. Um, Q, Angie Kyocho was, that was her last year. Uh, Lauren Hager, Nadia Taylor. Oh, wow. Was still playing at AU. And so she's the one that's, that's been, I've, you know, I've been with her for my entire career. Um, uh, Daniel Henderson, Jolene Henderson. Um, it, it was a phenomenal group of women who just embraced me and encouraged me and, I look back on a lot of the work I did in that first season and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is terrible. <laughs> I, I was surrounded with unbelievable women who were just nothing but amazing. So very, very lucky. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. So of course, from there, you moved on to Scrapyard Dogs for a few years where you were mm -hmm. the media director. Is that correct? Yes. Media director for Scrapyard, Scrapyard Sports, Scrapyard Dogs. Yeah. The Instinct, yeah. Imagine your time there must have been, you know, pretty rewarding, you know, as far as gaining the knowledge that you have today. Yeah, I I had a, a tremendous freedom there that again was just really lucky to have. And I was able to those were, I feel like, the years where I was really figuring myself out creatively. And um I had the leeway to try and fail and to work my way through finding what's good and what's not. And, you know, when you're doing photo, video graphics and social media, you know, you're covering a lot of ground. Um, and so that, that experience there was just a wonderful, a wonderful place to learn and to just understand yourself creatively and to a lot of growth happened in those years. No doubt. Now you guys won in 2017, was it not? Was it 2017? Correct. Yeah, we were actually in Baton Rouge playing at LSU. My nice. family was there, and yeah, it was. Uh, that was one of the hottest days I think I've ever experienced in my life. And Mon <laughs> didn't Monica pitch 14 innings? He absolutely did. <laughs> Holy day. God! <laughs> one of the most unreal performances that you'll ever see on a softball field. 100. percent I mean, yeah. Oh, that's unreal. Like I, I'm a, pitch, I'm a pitcher myself and you know, I've thrown, I've had to throw in the occasional doubleheader, but I mean, it's been, you know, like a Thursday night league, which doesn't really mean <laughs> anything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but, uh, to do it on that stage, what Monica did, that's absolutely amazing. 
yeah, it was, it was so rewarding that season and just so much fun. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how she did it. Cause I'll never forget in between games, I was in like the little kind of shed that's in the dugout and I had my laptop and my camera stuff in there. And I literally just stopped and thought to myself, I have never felt this hot in my life. Like, I, I think this might be the end of me. <laughs> uh, so how she went out and they all went out and played for 14 innings that day, I will never understand, but definitely a, a fun day. No, I mean, it probably goes to show why she's been so successful and, you know, her mm-hmm. career, like it's that drive. It's definitely the drive of a, you know, an elite athlete, I would say. <laughs> Her work ethic and and consistency is just like no other athlete that I've ever been around. So. Yeah, one hundred. Now, do you do you ever get your? This is a sidebar question, actually. Do you ever get uh, caught up in watching the game ever, and or are you strictly just like, or do you lose? I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Or do you lose track of the game because you're? <laughs> um, I I get lost watching plays happen. Um. Like if someone hits a home run, I absolutely want to watch that ball sail out of the yard when I probably should be taking photos of the person that just hit it. Right. Um, so I get caught up in the plays in really big games. I tend to just forget things like I'm not going to say I black out, but I there's a lot that you actually miss when you're photographing games. And, in, and until you go back and like watch the game or highlights, there's a lot from that championship day. I don't remember there's a lot from worlds in 2018 with USA that I have no recollection of. So there's a lot of it can just be kind of spotty <laughs> watching the highlight. Oh, when did that happen? <laughs> Honestly, when I, I remember after 2017, when we won, I was cutting our championship video and I was like, I have no recollection of this happening. <laughs> so, you know, it happens occasionally for sure. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, you just mentioned, USA softball 2018. How had the opportunity with USA softball come about? Um, I had met the, some of the staff members when they had come down to, uh, to Houston and they had reached out about shooting their annual meeting. Um, and I think maybe that year was in like North Carolina or something. Um, so I went to annual meeting and covered it and did, you know, photos and video of, of, you know, nothing that was on the field, Um, but that was kind of the first time that I really joined them for anything. Um, and then, you know, I, with as much as I love the national team and I love the pro side, that was kind of from then on, I got to kind of start working my way into shooting selection trials and, um, games and pro games they would play. And then that eventually led to world championships and, and Chiba in 2018. Um, so it it was a really nice, just kind of natural development with working with USA and, um, it was, I'll never forget the first time I, I actually put on my, my USA polo. Um, just, yeah, a, a crazy, a crazy moment to be representing your country. No doubt. No, that had to be a pretty cool, you know, just stepping in that environment for the first time around all those amazing players. Cause I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of amazing players on, on team USA. Oh, absolutely. I, I think because I had been working with all or most of them in the pros already. Oh, right. Yes. I was, it was kind of, I wasn't quite as nervous as I should be, um, which was actually ended up being really nice, but there's, there's just a level of weight that you carry when you're, when you're with team USA, when you're photographing them, when you're out on the field with them, there's just something that's a little bit heavier in a really great way. Mm. Um, 
that's that's really nice and it's it's something that you really don't you you don't always get that when you're out shooting um so yeah and then when you're in championship games and whatnot i mean you feel a total amount of pressure to not mess up <laughs> uh, yeah it was just it was just fun you know the girls on usa it's so fun it's such a different environment mm-hmm. um and just uh really enjoying above probably all else getting to just watch these girls and getting to watch my friends live out their dream, which as again, that's probably sounds really cheesy, but that's, it's just so special to be able to watch them in the moment, put on the USA Jersey and get to do what they always dreamt of is really special. Right. Well, I mean, realistically you guys, you know, it's not just the players, it's the whole organization. You guys are a family. So, I mean, of course you're going to take that big sense of pride. Yeah, absolutely. And and I don't think that's something that's ever going to go away. You know, I'm always going to I'm always going to feel like I'm part of the USA family right. and, and especially with the Olympic team, you know, there's always going to be a thread that, you know, will always have everybody bonded. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's, you know, let's talk about the Olympics. <laughs> How amazing was that experience? It was un it was unbelievable in in so many ways. I mean, and in some ways it was so strange because you had built up this idea of the Olympics for, for so long. Um, and then it, it turns out that it's, it is the Olympics, but it's not anything like what you thought because of COVID. So there was actually kind of a, just kind of like a self-reflection, like a check-in with yourself with, okay, this is happening. It's not, it's not the way I thought it's not the way I planned, but let's really still make this the best thing ever. Um, cause you know, when there's no fans, it's odd when you can't go out anywhere, it's odd. It's not, it's not what you thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still the biggest moment of your career of your life. And it's, it was, it was just intensely magical, I guess is the only way I can really think to describe it. Um, great way to put it over there. So, you know, it was nice to feel like it was a little bit more of a business thing and not, you know, like I, I, I didn't really care that we couldn't go sightsee. Um, and, and, you know, the little things like that. So it was, uh, it was a wild experience and to step out on the field and go, Oh my gosh, I'm not just stepping out on the field to photograph. I'm photographing the Olympics. Right. Was yeah, just right. a, a really blew your mind the first time they played our national anthem. And you're just like, how did I get? <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly. Like, I couldn't even imagine. I'd be like, what is going on right now? Like, this yeah. is such a wild ride I'm on. But uh, a, fun, a fun story. I don't I don't really know if I've ever like, quote, really told the story. But the night before our very first game, I, I had rented a lens like back in the States and then traveled overseas with it. Cause I don't, I didn't have a big lens at the time. Mm. And so I rent this lens and the day before our games, our first game, we're in a press conference and I hadn't fully latched my lens case shut. So when I went to walk away with it, the lens kind of fell out and kind of rolled onto the floor, which whatever, you don't, you don't think anything of it. So I put it back in the thing and I go home. Well, that night, the night before, it's probably 11 o'clock at night. I'm nervous, can't sleep. I'm cleaning my lenses and I open up the lens that I brought for the Olympics and I had broken it. Oh, no. And I spent the entire night sobbing on the phone with my family. I've got my poor mother trying to figure out how to like Amazon 
a lens to the hotel, which could not happen. Um, But yeah, I spent the night before my first Olympic game just in tears, brokenhearted because I had broken, I had broken a lens. Oh, Jade. I'm laughing about it now. I was not laughing about it then. Oh, no. So what what did you do? Like, were you able to... Well, obviously, I I saw the shots you got. Like they turned out very well. But the, what what did you do? Well, Canon Canon Professional Services, a CPS, they have a their own um, like little area at the media center that was uh, in Tokyo. So I had to get like a forty minute ride to the the huge media center, go in, tell them my situation through Google Translator. Um, and then they essentially will lend you or rent you out a lens for a day. So the situation was kind of fixed where I was able to at least have something else that I could use. So, yeah, that's a a reason why as a photographer, it's always best to, to register with, you know, Canon professional services or Sony or, you know, whatever you're shooting with. Right, 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 right. Oh man, that's crisis averted. I just, uh, I, I feel stressed for you right now. Just thinking about it. Like, oh, my job. It's like, holy cow. But yeah, it was awful. <laughs> I gotta say the shot you got of Monica and Aubrey is absolutely amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's just the, you know, the in the moment, it's just so fun to get those shots that you feel like capture the moment. Yeah. So. That's kind of the goal. Yeah. So do you know right away if you have a great photo or is it, or is it when, you know, you're doing the editing process that you're like, oh, wow, I'm pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There are times um, where you take it and you're like, and when you can't wait to get back to your laptop to edit something, that's typically the sign that it's going to be one of your better images. Right. That's kind of how I judge it. Or, you know, when you get home at the end of the day and you're dead tired, but you still import that one photo, that's kind of how you know that it's that it's going to be a good one. So that one I had absolutely starred and I was I was like, well, I hope this one comes out. Well, it definitely it definitely come out because that's <laughs> so good. It's so good. Um, <laughs> Athletes Unlimited. Let's dive into her because I feel sure. like I feel like there's a lot to talk about. First off, uh, how'd you get involved with it? Um, I actually, I, I'm going to pick this name right back up after I drop it, but Kat, uh, Kat Osterman had, had connected me with Athletes Unlimited, um, and, uh, got me in conversation with them. And, uh, I, they, it was really, really great. Cause for my first like year ish, I was just an independent, con- independent contractor with them because I was, I was still holding out for the Olympics because the Olympics were kind of an unknown for a little while. Right. and. AU was like, yeah, sure. So I, I was essentially full time with them, but they they kind of gave me the freedom to where if the Olympics happened, I could go off and do it. Um, so it started with softball, obviously, and we've added all the new, all the other sports. So uh, uh, you know, now I'm lead photographer for the whole league, and it's 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 been uh, it's been so wonderful to have been with AU from the start. Um, definitely, definitely, really special. I. <laughs> I've said it before on here so many times. I love AU. Like it's just, it's like, what's the best? It's like a breath of fresh air. I find, you know, absolutely. That's what I, that's what I find. Like from the softball point of it, because you know, that that's the game that I'm, I'm 
used to. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, just when it was introduced, like a draft every week to get and the whole point system, I was like, this is fantastic. This is like just a different element to the game that, you know, it, it's I felt like it was going to pull in viewers and it definitely has. A breath of fresh air is absolutely the best way to describe it. Um, I, I think the other one, too, is it's it's so fun. I mean, it's so much fun. Yes. You know, they these the girls, you know, that when when they play internationally and all that kind of stuff, like I said before, you know, there's such a, a weight and, and kind of a pressure that comes that with that. And then they get to come to AU and just let it go and just, you know, play for them and play to have fun and play to enjoy it. And and I you really see it, whether it's in content or broadcast or or the way that they talk about the league. It's just it's so much fun, um, just natural, organic just such a good time and that that's really special and that's really fun to photograph absolutely it has to be it had like and like that's the that's the, like that's another point that's one of the biggest things i found right away watching it was wow they're having so much fun playing this game right now and that's when i when i kind of talk smack to the volleyball and basketball players and they're like no we're better i'm like guys look in AU season one, there was a team called the Orange Crush. And when they hit a home run, <laughs> they would literally chug an orange fan to at home plate. That's right. You cannot tell me that your sport is more fun than that. <laughs> oh, that is you so know? true. And the league is it's so player run, you know, and, and they get to make so many decisions and they just have so much fun with it. And uh, yeah, it's every every week is something new. And that is a lot of fun as well. You know, they yeah. The teams pick new names and identities and props and this and that. And so even though our, our schedule is repetitive, you know, week to week, the girls are just injecting newness with every team that they're on. And mm. it's, it's fun to capture that. Absolutely. And I mean, you're right there in the middle of it. I mean, what's it, what's it like to be right there in the action? It's really fun. I it's, it's funny because last year and this year I found that, with the structure of AU, you know, with USA, like I'm with team USA and whoever we're playing, I want to beat them. Right. Well, I'll be in the dugout for team blue and they'll be playing team orange and team orange is on a hot streak. And so I'll be in the dugout and I'll be like, Oh my gosh, I really hope Hannah Flippin hits one out. And the blue girl standing next to me will look at me and go like, what did you just say? <laughs> 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 and they 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 get you know lightly but fun competitive yeah. about it and, um and there's been a couple of times where where i remember last year cat got so mad at me not you know in a playful yeah, yeah. way but because i was i was like so excited that the other team i think had a home run or something and she's just like chewing me out about it and i'm like guys i I, I'm here for content. Okay. <laughs> I, content is number one priority and yeah. I'm sorry about that. Oh. Um, so being in the thick of it is it's so fun, but kind of on a, on a more significant or more deeper level, the fact that I get to be in the dugout, you know, three feet away from the athletes is mm. a, it's a perspective and an experience that nobody else gets. That's right. Yeah. And there, there are so many moments that happen in the dugout that are so character defining for these athletes. And that I wish I could just share with the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you get to hear and see who they are in these moments that nobody else does. And, and I find that really profound and really beautiful to, to just kind of know them on a, on another level. Um, 
And I think that really feeds into the relationship with them and the rapport with them. And, you know, it, it's all, it, it all feeds into it, but um, be, being able to be in the thick of it is a, is a, just a, a perspective that there are very few other people that get that. Yeah, absolutely. So what's a typical workday like for you there? Uh, well, on a game day, you know, let's see, we, we have a game on, on Friday. Um, it'll be a five o'clock game. So Fridays are when we do our walk-in pictures. Um, and so I'll get to the field, unfortunately at like one o'clock, uh, quite a while before the game, we'll yeah. shoot walk-ins from one to two. I'll go in, I'll edit the, the walk-in pictures. I'll immediately get those to social. Um, I love those walk-ins. You know, they've become kind of a monster in a sense. <laughs> um, it's walk-in sessions as the photographer are kind of just like herding cats. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of yelling and you go over here and you go over here and walk and stop and turn. Um, so they're, they've become more of an animal than I think we initially, initially bargained right. for. But um yeah, no, they're really fun. It's fun for the girls to show their personality and they really like it. So, um, is any of them like, wait till next week? What do you, wait till you see what I got? Oh yeah. Some of them. <laughs> I mean, look here, here's an area where I'll retract my statements. I love softball. I love these girls. I love them to the ends of the earth. However, basketball walk-ins will forever be unbeatable because their style, their wardrobe. I mean, everything about basketball is just in a different world right. and their walk-ins were phenomenally insane. Um, so, uh, yeah, they're fun, but our, our girls this year, they, they knew we were doing walk-ins. So some of them have some outfits that they've brought and, you know, they really get into it. So that's so awesome. I like, yeah, it's so <laughs> wicked. I love it. Yeah. So I'd be remiss if I didn't ask about the tops trading cards. How amazing was that to have your photos to be used by tops? I honestly would, would put that in the, in the top three moments of my career with, with world championships in 18 and the Olympics. And then tops is, is right there. Um, and it, they are very special to me. I mean, I love a lot of things about this job and, and tops cards are definitely the one thing that hits home more than others. Um, you know, we were the, the first women's deck out of, out of tops history. Mm. And, um, it's really funny. Cause I remember being in meetings like before season started and they were talking about tops cards and I guess I wasn't paying attention cause I didn't really realize what that meant. Like I, I didn't, it never clicked what that actually meant. And then when they did the announcement and I, I'm like reading the press release and seeing the graphics that they mocked up. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I don't know what I was missing. Um, but, and then opening my first deck was, you know, I, I think I ordered like six of them or something outrageous. Um, but uh, yeah, it, unbelievable. A, a once in a lifetime thing. It's, it's still just, continues to amaze me that we get that it happens every year. Like it wasn't mm. a one-off thing. Like we get to do that with the other sports and it's it, yeah, the, the entire experience. And I think for me, it's really special obviously, but yeah. it's even more special because I get to, I have a tops card with Sam Fisher on it. Like I, I get to see these girls that I care so deeply about yeah. be on tops cards and have this experience. And 
I get to see kids auto- getting the cards autographed after games. And I'm, I'm so proud of them. Like, I'm so proud of our athletes. Like we're just, we're making strides and, and we're, we continue to just be even more awesome. And to see these girls that you, that you care so much for on cards is just really special. Absolutely. And, and think about it, like, think about even, you know, three or four years ago, like that, that's mm-hmm. like not even thought of, but now yeah. it's, it's like, here it is. Like, here's a, you know, here's an Aubrey Monroe trading card. Here's a, you know, Sam Fisher, like you said, like that's amazing for those women. The very first parallel card that I pulled out of my very first deck was Aubrey. <laughs> oh, really? Nice. <laughs> I remember calling her and being like, what are the odds? Um, <laughs> yeah. And so I, I got super into, you know, like collecting them and, and, uh, I actually plan on getting the very first deck. Um, all of them, I have them framed and our autograph, they're going to get framed. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's been amazing. And I'm, I'm really proud of the, of, the cards and those decks and uh and of course of the athletes absolutely absolutely there were there were two girls in san diego that had brought a binder of all their cards no way um, and they were sitting right behind me and i was like I, i'm i'm sitting in front of them like it's okay like i'm fine like <laughs> don't worry about me <laughs> you know so you're like fair. you're like those i took those photos i took those photos yeah, i was like oh my god <laughs> so great yeah so oh, that's awesome. definitely that's fantastic. So where do you see the game going in the next few years? Cause I, I see it just, it's like on a rocket ship right now. I feel. Yeah. I mean, I guess with us, a, a really huge step is that, you know, we're on ESPN for all of our games, right? Um, which is. And awesome. TSN up here in Canada. Finally. Oh, well, there you go. Yes. <laughs> uh, and that's huge. Yeah. That's absolutely huge for us to be showing women's professional softball up here in Canada. Like it's yeah. unheard of. Yeah. I, I mean, if you would have asked me this a year or two ago, I probably would have said full ESPN coverage. And now that we're here, I mean, the only thing I can really think of is just more people at the actual games themselves. Right. I mean, right now we're watching women's soccer explode. I mean, women's soccer has always been, you know, a, a pace setter for, for women's sports, you know, them and basketball. And, mm-hmm. and now every morning I wake up and I get on Instagram and I see that another women's soccer game has sold out or 87,000, know, so 87,000 people. Like. Right. And <laughs> and so I think, and I hope that that's the direction that softball is, is going. I mean, I hope all, all absolutely. Yes. Direction, but that's kind of where, where I hope and, and where I, I would love for us to be. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, Little thing I like to end the podcast with, uh, I call it player association. I'm okay. Gonna, I'm going to throw out some names to you. Touch on If you have a story, let the story fly. Anyth- okay. Anything you want. So. Oh gosh, this might get me in trouble. Ah, it's all good. <laughs> First one, uh, Carolyn Thompson. Car- Caroline Thompson. Yes. Like, like from college. From college. Oh my gosh. Um. She's the head coach there now, is she not? She is the head coach of Millsaps. If I had a nickel for every time she bailed me out at shortstop next to me when I was at third, I mean, <laughs> I, I could buy Millsaps College. I mean, <laughs> such a better athlete than, I mean, you want to talk about an athlete that could have gone and played at any level she wanted. I mean, just so gifted at, at playing ball and so natural and competitive. Um, yeah, I, geez, 
I, I just, you know how many balls in the five, six hole that I didn't get to that she was like, I got this, get out of my way. <laughs> that's always, that's reassuring though. <laughs> Being out there and be like, ah, uh, she's got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have, I have quite a few good Caroline stories, but I'll stick, I'll go with that one. Okay. Perfect. Uh, next is, uh, Aubrey Monroe. Oh man. Um, Probably, probably photographing her or videoing her wedding was probably a fun one. Um, she had asked me if I filmed weddings and I looked her in the eye and I was like, no, I will never do that. I literally was like, no, I, I love you. I consider you one of my closest friends, but absolutely not. And, uh, and she kind of wore me down. So, uh, I went out, I shot her wedding. The minute the wedding was over, I called my mom and cried. Cause I was like, I think I did so bad. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, being able to, being able to be there for, for her wedding and, and was, was a lot of fun, really fun. That's a, and pretty pretty good ball player too. Oh my gosh. (laughs) The first time I ever watched her throw down, I I had to physically pick my jaw up from ridiculous. It's so obnoxious. Just (laughs) someone who is that good at what she does. And she's also a, a really nurturing person. And is really great at looking at, you know, being able to work with pitchers and work with others and, and just be really selfless. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that Aubrey most certainly taught me way more about just life and about growth than, than anything on the field. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Monica Abbott. Oh my gosh. Monica, geez, what's a good Monica story, man. I'm trying to think of one. Um, God, I feel like I've known her for for forever now that I probably should have a better story and an immediate story in mind than what I actually have. Um, God, I don't know about something in particular. Besides throwing 14 innings in the heat, I mean. (laughs) Besides throwing 14 innings in the heat, yeah, that would definitely be one of them. I don't know. Monica was always just, she was open and fun and was like willing to do photo shoots and, and experiment with things and. Uh, that's not always the case when it comes to pro athletes. Right. Um, actually, you know what I do? I remember one time she was in town, uh, I think between like J- Japan seasons and, and seasons here in the States. And we were like playing catch outside, outside the office. And then eventually she started to, you know, get warm and like throw. And so I was like, you know what, let me, let me stand in the box, you know, let me just see what this is like. A former player myself, like I've been in the box against people. And when I tell you that it was, it was a true moment of fear when she released the ball that like, I stepped backwards as if someone was like punching me, you know, like, like a a true moment of like, my life could end right now. Uh So to all the hitters out there that hit Monica, they deserve a medal because it's terrifying. No doubt. I mean, yeah, terrifying. I I think she has the record for the fastest pitch ever by a female if i'm yeah i think it's like 74 75 or something yes that's ridiculous you know it's (laughs) and it's terrifying but uh yeah that was really fun i i I stood in there for one pitch and i was like okay i'm good i had that experience and uh, i'm good thank you no no let's yeah yeah all right two more here uh cat cat osterman oh my gosh um Probably the night she retired. I have, I have a lot of stories, um, 
but I would say the most recent that comes to mind is the night that she retired. I, I cried on the field at, as it was happening. I wasn't like weeping, but mm. I was, I was choked up. I had tears in my eyes. Um, yeah. Having to watch her retire was, I was, I was so sad about, I was excited for her and excited for a, a new chapter in her life. Right. But um, yeah, that night was emotional for a lot of people. She Kat has been a lot of things to me, a lot of, she's worn a lot of hats in my life and in my career and, um, you know, photographing her just, it, it, it carries a lot of weight and I, I miss that and I miss her. And so, yeah, that night was a little sad, but, um, but then after the game was over, she gave me her game worn shoes. And I was like, why are you giving these to me, Kat? Couldn't these be in a museum somewhere? <laughs> like, oh take them so somewhere at, at the house are cats last game worn shoes so. that is amazing yep there you go <laughs> oh my god actually yeah to this day jade the interview i did with cat on here was the most nervous i ever was in my entire life like that's that the, checks out i feel you like that's the effect like that you know her aura and everything about her head like i was like i'm in the middle of interview like we're about half an hour in and I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm interviewing Kat Osterman. Like, and then I was like, yeah. Oh my God, pay attention. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I mean, she, she was there at the, at the very beginning of my career. And, um, you know, I got to photograph both of her retirements, which, you mm. know, I don't think there's another photographer out there that quite got that. Lucky, no, probably so. not. Probably not. Yes. And I gotta I say the episode, the episode you did of quality time with her. Fantastic. Yeah fantastic <laughs> yeah that was uh that was uh, so much fun it was such a great time and and cat off the field is very different than cat on the field so mm. just getting to like sit on her couch and watch tv and just talk about whatever was yeah a lot of fun for yeah. sure that food dish you guys made looked absolutely amazing like the oh uh, jalapeno she, she whatever it was whipped it up oh yeah uh, she just whipped that thing up you know she's she's a wonderful cook so uh yeah, that was a lot of fun. A uh, lot of fun to shoot that episode. Actually, a funny, funny thing that you said during the thing. You're like, we've been filming for 10 minutes and you're still cutting these red peppers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was like, how much coverage can I get of you doing one thing, Kat? Like, on. Oh, that's yeah. hilarious. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Last one. Sam Fisher. Oh, man. You know, I just, I, I just have... S- Oh, man, I got a specific story. Jeez. I'm going to love this. <laughs> yeah, God, I feel like there's so many. Um, I don't know. God, I I guess shooting at our house was was so much fun um, for the vlog. God, I, this is I feel I'm so nervous right now. I'm like, what's a really great Sam story? Um. I don't know. I, I think maybe getting to, she's one of the ones where getting to be with them in the dugouts really special. Um, where did you guys meet? We met at Scrapyard in okay. 2018. And then we got to be, I got to really get to know her in 2019. Okay. Uh, that season. Um, so she hasn't been quite as long as some of the others. Mm. Um, but um, God, I don't know. I don't know. Like the first, like the I think the first 
when you guys did when did you guys do that that uh between the two bonnets oh god that's a great answer great god why don't you should just interview yourself on this (laughs) you have way better memory than i do um yeah that was in 2019 i believe okay um and knowing that she was just the perfect person for that i mean we kind of just roast each other as our day job anyway you guys have a natural Um, chemistry with each other it seems Oh gosh, I, I love, I'm going to tell her you said that. Um, yeah, it's so much fun because that, that video, that, that kind of between two ferns kind of thing really only works with certain people. And, you know, Sam is someone who was an equal in the sense of like, she would, she could give it back just as much as as she would take it. Um, and we had, I mean, the bloopers on that were just endless. And we had, we were just laughing for hours. I don't know. I honestly don't know how you got through it, honestly, because. Yeah. Hitting <laughs> on her husband was a good one. Uh, <laughs> and also calling her Sam Chow Jr. Yes. Her re- that was her actual genuine reaction. And that was really funny. <laughs> So yeah. awesome. That's so awesome. <laughs> Actually, there's yeah. a there's another thing. I I brought it up with her when I interviewed her was uh you guys were hiking and you were you were videoing the whole thing. And, yes. And she was like, she was like something like, dude, if I could be an animal, I don't think I'd pick a mm-hmm. chipmunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that was very anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah. That's Sam. You went just when you think you have a beat on her, you realize you really don't. You know, I from that day, and if you would have asked her this question, this is the story she would tell you. I had bought these hiking boots um, that I hadn't worn before, but that were like really cool hiking boots. So I decided to wear them on this hike and we're maybe like a third of the way in. And I'm the back of my heels. I was in so much pain and I'm literally telling her, Sam, I swear, if I take off my shoe, it's going to be gushing blood, Sam. It's so bad. I am hurting so much we get back to the house and i'm like sam let's film this because the back of my foot is about to be like a horror movie and i took off my shoe and it was nothing more than just a blister (laughs) and she was like you are an idiot so (laughs) she still will bring that up she'll be like how are your hiking boots amputated and i'm like yeah that's fair oh my god yeah, there's your Sam story. That is awesome. As, <laughs> as soon as we're done here, I'm texting her and saying, I heard about the hiking boots. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty embarrassing on my part, but I guess I deserve it for hiking in boots I bought off Instagram. So. Uh, yeah, there you go. Off Instagram. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What a way to end it. Jade, listen, I got to thank you for taking time out of your crazy busy schedule to come on because this has been awesome. No, I thank you. And and the the outlets out there that are you know, like you guys that are devoting, you know, the waking hour, every single moment to softball and to bettering this game and covering this game and giving the athletes and everybody, you know, the attention and respect they deserve. I mean, it's, it's wonderful. And I hope you guys know how, you know, you're, you're another clog in, in this clock or the wheel and what I don't, whatever the term is, you know, you know, you guys are, are phenomenal. And so this was a, uh, yeah, I've never said yes probably faster to a text than when you reached out. So oh, thank you. I appreciate that so much. Listen, <laughs> listen, hey, not only do you capture the best photos from our game, but you know, those fo- photos help promote the game, which in turn inspires others to play the game. So again, thanks so much. Well, that's that's just the feel good thing I need on the end of my day. So thank you for that. <laughs> there you go. All right, Jade, take care. You as well. Thank you. I read the rules before.
Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted? Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again. (laughs) 